Oh, people were here. Come see us. Where's have, the back? Come on. You're still sitting back there. What's going on? Come on. I can see. Don't, don't, don't pass notes in class. That's rude. We can see that. Bring it to the front. What does that phone say? Bring it up here. You can't pass notes in class. That's rude. Come on, guys. Bring it up here. They're ignoring us. These we, are great press conferences because I don't have to say anything. We have no authority in this room. This is terrible. Chris, look away. Stop it. Maybe they can't hear us. All right. Mike, we're, check, check, we're, check. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? What first press conference? Oh, really? Oops. Who was sitting here? Figures. No one understands what he's saying anyway. The Frenchmen were on time, so the Canadians have done well as well. Oh, I was going to say, are we late? Yeah. No, you've done very well. Okay. well the Australians, not so much. I thought that so was much. a stab at us. Fair. Fair. The Australians... Uh, Just wait for the Foy team. Two Brazilians? <laughs> guys going to be sitting here for hours before they show up. What I was going, Mike. So the uh, James Hinchcliffe and Robert Wicken show. Uh, let's um, let's start with Robert. Robert, uh, first time, first time to to uh, get don't, ready don't for an IndyCar him. month of May. You've been here at the facility before. You've you've uh, raced here in a in another formula. But uh, let's talk about your excitement of being being here in an IndyCar program. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it uh, honestly, it. Um, I don't even know what to expect. That, that's the big thing, you know. We're we're here today for for the Indy GP. Um, sun's shining. It's a great day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, honestly though, full disclosure, I'm just I don't really know. I've never even been to a 500 as a as a guest, so uh, I think this whole event's just, you know, James always told me that you know the whole month of May will go by and then you'll be on your way to Detroit and think like what the hell just happened. So um, I'm just trying to kind of keep my head above water and, and get through each obligation that I have throughout the whole day. But um, more importantly, you know, we, we need to do a good job here this weekend. You know, I think it's very easy to get excited about the 500 and almost forget that we have the NDGP starting now. So um, just as many points up for offer here as it has been at any other race so far this season. And I think uh, us at Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports have done our research from the test here and hopefully uh, we can hit the ground running. James, is it difficult to keep in mind that you've got to run a, uh, get to run the, the GP here first? That you, is it easy to start looking ahead? Yeah, it really is, and especially given the fact that we were on track on the Oval last week. You know, that test was supposed to be three, four weeks ago, whatever it was. And so, you know, I remember we were sitting in the trailer on Wednesday after the day was done and kind of looking around everybody thinking, oh, shoot, we're not, we're not back here tomorrow doing the same thing. There's still a GP to run, so... It is, it is a little bit challenging, and, um, you know, all the, all the engineers, all the mechanics, everybody, you know, we put a lot, of, uh, a lot of effort and a lot of heart into the 500, but at the same point, you know, even though we're already here, we still have, like Robbie said, a race that pays just as many points, and we've got to go try and do the best we can, and it's also a great way to kind of kickstart your 500 campaign. You know, if you have a good GP, keeps the, keeps the team, you know, motivated, keeps morale up, and gives you a bunch of confidence heading into the 500. I hate to point this out. You haven't had a lot of great GPs here. You've you had one podium finish. I did. Is this a is this been a place that? Uh... Well, I, I should have been on the podium the year that I got knocked unconscious. That was uh, that was. You bad. were. You just don't remember it. No, I I remember very clearly that I wasn't on the podium. <laughs> I don't remember exactly why, but um, but yeah, no. The last couple of years, um, well, I guess last year in 2015, we kind of struggled. I've I've kind of been going off. Uh, even numbered years have actually been okay for us here. So. It's 2018, right? So you're saying there's a chance. It is 2018, right? So I'm saying there's a chance. 
All right, enough of this. <laughs> Bruce, do we have a microphone? There it is right there. Ethan. James, you haven't done the windscreen test yet, but from the debris that hit you here in the first GP, with that device, you would probably just kept on going. What I would have got that podium, on? damn it. Yeah, but just what that innovation can mean to uh, the series. No, it, it's huge, and uh, I give IndyCar a lot of credit. You know, there's uh, another series that runs elsewhere in the world that has a lot more money and resources than we do that have landed on a ridiculous solution in my mind. I mean, it's, I take that back. It's uh, a, a much less effective and efficient solution than I think we have. So I give our team over here a lot of credit. Um, I, I can't wait for it to be implemented. I think it's gonna be awesome. I've talked to Scott a lot and talked to Joseph a lot about you know when they ran it. There's obviously still little challenges that, uh, that arise from adding something as majorly different to the cars as that, but if we solve the big problem, I think we'll have no problems, you know, getting around the little issues that come from that, and I look forward to getting it on a race car. What was the debris piece? Uh, no, it was uh, an upper front wing upper flap. Over here on your uh, far right for Tony. Uh, Hinch, I know you guys tested here a few weeks ago, but the conditions were drastically different. Does it test like that when the conditions are that far off? Does it help you, or does it like you're worried you might go astray on setup choice? Uh, we had a pretty bad setup that day, so uh, maybe we come back with the same and it's better in these conditions, question mark? Um, no, it is. It's, a lot of racetracks are very temperamental when it comes to you know environmental conditions, and this one's no different. And part of our job and part of the engineer's job is being able to you know kind of pull out what things you can relate to a very different temperature track and which ones you can't. So um, our guys have done a great job all year of, of really learning and coming back better than place, you know, th than we were at places we've tested. So we really hope to keep that trend up. Cause like I said, it was a bit of a, bit of a struggling test for us, but, uh, we will see fingers crossed. Wolfgang right here, Ethan. I have two, one for Robert, one for James, uh, Robert with all your engagement in DTM the previous years. Is there any racetrack on the DTM calendar you can compare with this road course configuration? Um, technically, Lausitz Ring is something similar. Obviously, not on the same scale as as this, but uh, you know, you use a part of the oval and then the road course on the inside. So there's some small similarities there, but the actual track itself is obviously very different. But um, yeah, this is going to be a new one for me. I haven't raced here since 2006. Um, luckily I won, so that was nice, but, uh, yeah, a long time, the track's changed since then, um, a bit, they changed a couple of complexes and some curbing, so we'll, uh, no, I'm just looking forward to it. Like I said earlier, it's not every day you get to drive a race car around Indianapolis in any direction, so I'm, uh, look, really looking forward to this weekend. And the second question for James, now Robert and you representing Canada in IndyCar racing, is there any realistic chance we see more races in Canada in the future? I think there's always a chance, certainly. Um, you know, the Canadian fans are huge motorsports fans. You know, there's been uh, IndyCar races at, I think, four different venues in the country at, at various times, and we would love to get one back. You know, obviously there's been, there's been rumors and talks of a, of a street race in Calgary where our team owner, Rick Peterson's from. Uh, we'd love to see that happen. We'd love to go to Montreal. I'd love to see that race back on the calendar. And, you know, if we got three races, if we got Calgary, Toronto, and Montreal, uh, it's kind of a little mini Canadian tour, I think, on the, on the championship. That would be tremendous. But 
I think the appeal's there. I think, you know, having another Canadian running up front in the series helps elevate the interest back home as well and uh, hopefully make some of those conversations a little easier and, uh, and more likely that we can pull it off. It's too bad we can't do Vancouver anymore. I know. They built a building in the middle of the racetrack. That's too bad. On your left? We should do Saskatoon. Uh, the Saskatoon GP. David Malsher sure. on your far left. I apologize to interrupt you. Um, as far as uh, the compressed schedule is concerned, uh, you, will you guys start off on very different setups and uh, work towards a, a common goal uh, tomorrow morning? I think, um, you know, we all season we haven't really started that far away um, on the base and then obviously we have certain test items that we need to check off throughout the session so we'll kind of go our different ways, regroup between sessions, go again, um, you know, and we always have um, tiny little kind of character things that you know, I seem to like a little more than James or vice versa, kind of some like fine tuning stuff. So, I mean, we're, at Schmidt Peters Motorsports, we're pretty similar for the most part with car setup. I mean, in, uh, what race was it? Long Beach? I think I literally before qualifying just took his entire car. Um, and it worked. I think I did that at Barber from you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so no, yeah. I mean, l luckily we, we like the same things. So it's good to have it in the team. At street courses, you have track walks. Uh, have you done anything similar to that here to try to see the nuances of the course? I, uh, I walked the track here uh, when we tested here a month or so ago in the freezing cold. Um, but yeah, I mean, I actually didn't look at the schedule and I heard race cars when I was pulling in, so I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not walking in it again. But um, It hasn't changed here. Yeah, but... Um, you know, it's no surprise. I mean, I think there's been a few tracks already this year where, like, Barber, for example, there's no track walk on the Thursday because of testing from other categories. So I think it just could be uh, another thing you need to get used to. Yeah, information gives drivers and teams uh, competitive edges. You know, you've got a, a road course and an oval here at the same venue. Uh, what do you learn from the GP that'll be transferable to the Oval and, and, and maybe vice versa? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Pit stops? Uh, yeah, even still. For the guys. You're coming from different directions and that can throw guys off. No, honestly, the, uh, the challenges from both a driving perspective and an engineering perspective are, are so completely different from one type of racetrack to the other when you're thinking super speedway to a road course that there really is very little that transfers. Um, you know, no more than something from Barber would transfer. You know, it's uh, just because it's in the same building doesn't necessarily mean that there's, there's more correlation between one or the other. So we very much have to treat these as two very different events, which is, you know, part of the challenge when you're set up in the same garage, you're running for the 500, and you're set up in the same place as you are for the 500. So it's, it can be a bit of a challenge for sure. I have a question for Hinch. Uh, we went into this season expecting that the racing would be better. Four races in. Much better? Did it even surprise you, or is it about what you expected? You know, it's, it's about what I expected, which is definitely an improvement in, in ability to follow cars and, and you know, the, the passing on track. But the other thing that I think we were sort of expecting coming into the season with, with a, new, a new car, as is often the case, um, 
at a given weekend, and, and luckily in our series, it's not one team that just figures it out. But in a given weekend, one guy might figure out the setup, the magic setup, a little bit better than another, and you might see some bigger differentials than uh, than you see otherwise. Like, you know, Rossi at at Long Beach, nobody was going to beat him. That's that doesn't happen very often in the IndyCar series over the last couple of years. I think we've seen some bigger gaps between drivers uh, in the timing in the timing charts and. You know, there were times last year where the entire field was covered by, you know, nine-tenths of a second or something. Um, with a new car and going to all these tracks for the first time with it, every once in a while you're going to land in a place where somebody just has that magic setup by fluke, by design, whatever it is. Um, I think that'll tighten up as the year goes on and you won't see somebody just kind of run away from everybody like Alex did in Long Beach um, or like Joseph did at Barber. Um, nobody was going to beat him that weekend. Uh, so, you know, there is a, a little bit more disparity, I think, but once you're on track and if you're racing a guy wheel to wheel, I think the racing is definitely better. Mary? Um, Hinch, with the new car, the universal car, you know, you've had a day to test here on the oval. So how close and comfortable did you feel with the trying to get the right setup obviously you have a number of days to practice before the 500 but are you do you feel you're getting close or is there just a lot to learn with the new car to yeah, get that magic setup yeah there's a ton to learn for sure and uh you know i think i think for a first day at the speedway we were better than we've been in previous years for a first day so you know that's obviously a good sign um but at the end of the day we we didn't really do a ton of running in traffic and that's that's what matters at this place um you don't necessarily have to have the fastest car uh, as nice as that is, and as much as that does help the cause, you really need something that handles well in traffic. And, you know, neither Robbie or I really spent much time in traffic. We've got all next week to, uh, to worry about that. So we'll see, we'll see what we need to do and hopefully try and dial the car in as best we can. One for Hinch, one for Robbie. Um, this is the smoothest road course that you race on on the schedule. How does that change the dynamic of the race? Dynamic of the race, I mean, not a ton. You know, I think um, it's, you know, marginally smoother than Barber, but it's more it's more track layout and, and things like that that make this place a little unique. I mean, the long front straightaway into a nice big break zone, another good passing opportunity into 7, another one into 12. You know, there's uh, a lot of ample opportunity to try and make something happen. Um, you know, this kit is a lot lower drag. We're going to be hitting much higher speeds on the front straight. Uh, it's going to make it exciting into turn one, but in terms of the the surface and all the rest of it, I don't think that changes the the race itself too too much. Maybe the setup a little bit here and there, but that's it. And uh, Robbie, my math may be off a little bit, but I think you were two when Jacques Villeneuve won here in '95, and there's been a lot of Canadians that have uh, left their mark on the Indy 500, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You know, Scott Goodyear, James, people like that. To now know that you're going to be part of it you kind of have a whole country cheering behind you how important is that no it's it's incredible i mean it's a privilege to even have the opportunity to drive in the indy 500 so i mean you know this guy started from pole which is art which is remarkable the 100th which uh you know something that he can take to his grave but um no i mean i'm i'm just really excited to to get going and, and kind of get on with it, you know. I mean, the Indy 500 is a race that I've watched, I think, every year since I can remember watching it on TV. So it, um, I'm just really looking forward to experiencing the whole thing, seeing the grandstands full over here and kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of hopefully I can look back at the end of the day and be happy with the job that we did. 
Steve on the far back left. Hey guys, um, James, in the off season you made it abundantly clear you wanted a teammate that helped could push you and the team forward four races in. Has Rob done that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, that would be the understatement of the year, I think. You know, I. Uh, I think every single uh, member of the team and every department of the team has benefited from from Robbie being here. Um, oh, he's uh, he's pushed. The, shut up. He's pushed. Uh, he's pushed the engineers a lot. He's brought oh, yeah. a lot of uh, insight on the mechanical side. Things, you know, just that he's experienced in his career. And then uh, I don't think anybody's benefited as much as I have, just because having uh, having a strong driver in the second car is is the only way to make uh, a team, you know, really better having two strong drivers, I should say. And uh, Robbie and I luckily enjoy a very similar setup. You know, I think that's one of the big problems I've had the last couple seasons is, you know, my teammates have been have been quick at times, but we, we use very different race cars to achieve that. Um, him and I like very similar cars. You know, we'll come in from a session, I'll look at the data trace, and it like they almost look like they overlap completely with one or two exceptions. And then we each learn each other's one or two exceptions, and we both get better, you know, and that's, that's the essence of teamwork in uh, in motorsports. So, yeah, I think I think Robbie's made the team better in every department uh, over the first four races of the season. Well, that was nice. And it might have been the first official shut up in the history of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. <laughs> oh, there'll, there'll be more of those. Don't worry. <laughs> Anybody else? No takers. Thanks a lot. Good luck to you. He also started the first impromptu karaoke session at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway during Rev. I don't yeah, know if anybody saw that, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys.